Hey everyone, my name is Raina Fandozzi, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about two very prominent leaders, Stalin and Hitler. Now, we all know Stalin and Hitler to be two very terrifying people, to say the least, but nonetheless, they were amazing leaders. Now, I know that they committed several heinous crimes, but beyond everything they did, they led their people to the best of their ability and did so successfully. I chose Stalin and Hitler because not only are they two such prominent leaders in history, Their motives and drives were very questionable. I thought them to be particularly interesting because even with their motives, they got so many people to blindly follow them. By picking their leading style and way of thinking apart, we may get some insight on how they were able to do this and lead with such immense success. Now, I'm here to answer the question, what made them such astounding leaders? That is what we'll talk about in today's episode and much more. born on December 18, 1878 in the Russian Empire. He only later in his life took on the name Stalin for the Russian for man of steel, Stal meaning steel in Russian. He grew up a poor and only child, and his father was a shoemaker who was an alcoholic who actually beat him, but and his mother was a laundress. His father took his anger and aggression out on him, while his mother never did such a thing, but never interfered with his, his father's actions. His family always spoke Georgian, and when he learned Russian, he spoke with a heavy Georgian accent. He had scars on his face his whole life due to the time when he had smallpox as a child. Even as a teen, he earned a scholarship to attend a seminary in a nearby city, and while there, he began secretly reading the Communist Manifesto. He then became interested in the revolutionary movement against the Russian monarchy, and He was then expelled from the seminary for missing exams, but he claimed it was for Marxist propaganda. After he left the seminary school, he became an underground political agitator, taking part in labor demonstrations and strikes. He then joined the more militant wing of the Marxist social democratic movement led by Vladimir Lenin. He also participated in various criminal activities, including bank heists, which helped people fund the Bolshevik party. He was even arrested several times and subjected to imprisonment and exile while he was in Siberia. Similar to Stalin, Hitler had a father figure that was aggressive and took his anger out on his children. Hitler was born on April 20, 1889 in Barano, M.N., near the Austro-German frontier. His father had a terrible temper and an all-around bad attitude. Hitler's father was obnoxious and conceited and actually often took his problems out on his family. His wife was the opposite of him, but she had virtually no power in the household, so she couldn't really change anything, regardless of what was happening. Hitler didn't want to follow in his father's footsteps as a civil servant, so he began to struggle in secondary school in 1903. His father died in 1903 as well, so Hitler pursued his dream of being an artist and actually got rejected from Vienna's Academy of Fine Arts. His mother died in 1908, so he moved to Vienna and began to paint scenery and monuments and sold the images. He was a lonely reader who became interested in politics that shaped his Nazi ideology. We can see that both men had a father and a mother, but their fathers were abusive, both physically and mentally. 
Both of their fathers took their aggression out on their children, and neither of their mothers would ever intervene or even had the power to do so. But their mothers were still somewhat supporting parental figures in their life and helped into getting where they ended up. We can see they both tried not to follow in their father's footsteps and in different terms tried to rebel against them. Based on the research I've done so far, it is very likely to attribute their temper and anger to the ways their father treated them. What's really interesting is that Hitler's paintings and the time he spent trying to get into the art school in Vienna, you're actually able to buy those or even view them online. In the late 1920s, Stalin had launched a series of five-year plans intended to transform the Soviet Union from a peasant society to an industrial superpower. These plans were centered on government having control of the economy and included the forced collectivization of Soviet agriculture, in which the government took control of the farms. Millions of farmers refused to cooperate and were shot or exiled as punishment, leading to a widespread famine across the Soviet Union that killed millions. Talk about a bad plan. Even during the collectivization, he didn't give up on his cruel leading style. During all the collectivization of farms, and the widespread famine, Stalin continued to export grain, even though his people desperately needed it. In the mid-1930s, Stalin instituted the Great Purge in order to get rid of the Communist Party, the military, and other parts of the Soviet society that he considered a threat. Many cities were renamed in his honor, and Soviet books were rewritten to give him a more prominent role in the revolution. His name even became part of the Soviet anthem. He even went as far as to censor photographs in an attempt to rewrite history, removing former associates he had erased during all of the purges. The government had also controlled the media. He then had a position as a secretary general of the party's central committee, which provided him with a power base for his dictatorship. In 1913, Hitler moved to Munich, and when World War I broke out the following summer, he successfully petitioned the Bavarian king to be allowed to volunteer in a reserve infantry regiment. He was deployed in 1914 to Belgium and served throughout the Great War and won two decorations for bravery, one of which is the Iron Cross First Class, which he wore to the end of his life. He was wounded twice and was in a hospital when he heard of Germany's defeat. Hitler believed that the defeat was not due to the Allies, but due to the insufficient patriotic traitors at home, a myth that would undermine the post-war Weimar Republic and set the stage for Hitler's rise to power. For both, they believed that they had to change the current state of the government where they lived and had different versions and ideas on how to do so. We see that even when Stalin had little power, he exerted on everyone he could and not letting up regardless of the state or condition the people were in. Hitler, on the other hand, went into the war and from the inside realized something needed to be changed and that he considered it his job to do so. Both were on the hunt for power and authority in any way they could obtain it and would eliminate any obstacle on their path, including killing and defying people next to them that they felt like they would betray them or killing them in order to gain more power. In World War II, Stalin and Hitler signed the German-Soviet Non-Aggression Pact, which stopped each other from evading one another. But, in 1941, Hitler and Germany broke the pact and invaded the USSR. This is extremely interesting and a massive tell for each of the personalities and leading styles as well. For Stalin, the Allied forces actually warned the USSR about Germany, 
But he completely ignored the warning signs and didn't believe Hitler and Germany would break the pact. Hitler, on the other hand, thought it was best to invade the USSR in hopes of taking over their land. Stalin did not mellow with age and prosecuted a reign of terror, purges, execution, exiles to labor camps and persecution in the post-US war USSR. Call, uh, talk about a ruthless leader. Stalin's chief ideological hatchet man, a secretary of the Central Committee, began a reign of terror as well. As Stalin became older, he became more suspicious and paranoid and ordered the arrest of Jewish doctors for false implications. He then suddenly died of a stroke in 1953. Hitler took his own life in 1945 by shooting himself, and his lover took poison to kill herself as well. And after, due to Hitler's instructions, they were both burned. They were secluded in a bunker away from everyone else, and not only to protect themselves from the war, but also due to Hitler's paranoia about someone turning on him. Germany then surrendered and brought their war to a close, and his reign lasted for only 12 years. For both of them, we see that they both reigned terror right up until their deaths. Unlike Hitler, Stalin grew to an old age and died at 74 from a stroke. Hitler, on the other hand, admitted defeat and instead of being captured, killed himself and was burned after. Both of them ended up having extreme paranoia about those around them and a constant fear that they would turn on them. Stalin had a very small stature, sparse hair, blackened teeth, and yellow eyes. Stalin never really knew a life outside of chaos and violence, and we are to believe that the root of all, cynic of all his cynicism was in his formative years, where all parts of society seemed to treat him cruelly. As society turned his back on him, he turned his back on society. He had an extreme dependence on flattery and affirmation of his self-ideal, which hints at the fragility of his psychic structure. We had an adoring mother which provided him confidence in his skills and the feeling of being a conqueror. Stalin had created a self-image that required him not only to seek political power, but also the recognition of being a highly intellectual great leader. His claims for superiority were so extreme that he didn't even believe in them himself. On his journey to gain power, he did things that did not benefit society and constantly faced oppression and violence, and thus became a very hardened person all around clearly with the crimes and acts he committed for the people that he thought he was helping. Stalin had a warped sense of reality and based on all his decisions on how we maximize power. Not only this, but he had a photographic memory that proved to be very helpful in his life. He had no need to win sympathies, but therefore he was not a chatterbox. Unlike his rival, Trotsky, Stalin spoke in public very seldom. Stalin had a fierce temper and strong memory, which helped him seek revenge for those who had crossed him in the past. He was able to hold back his temper and then release it when needed, which proved to be very useful. His father beat him for no apparent reasons, and this may be able to explain why Stalin so ruthlessly purged the Soviet society. Even though he was ruthless, he was able to be patient and sympathetic to the ones around him when needed, which is a great political skill to possess. When Stalin was younger, we would see him with more courage and sometimes engaged in street fighting and other daring acts, but as Stalin grew older, he lived in a constant state of fear. He never engaged in the fighting himself, and all of the attacks in World War II are to be believed to just hide his true cowardly nature. Stalin had great stamina. During the war years, he delegated little authority to others. 
When he was 61, he worked for 16 to 18 hours a day, seven days a week during the breakout of the war. Stalin felt that the strength of will was one of the most important things. Some believe that Stalin was a psychopath who had fears about his intellectual shortcomings and strong dependence on others as evidenced in his extreme need for flattery. Stalin even felt that those closest to him disliked his actions and his presence and his reaction to the hatred was to use violence. Not a very good reaction, but he feared private meetings with his colleagues and often carried a gun around with him. Regardless if Stalin had any or any mental illnesses in general, he committed atrocious crimes, but they were calculated with his chance of survival and gaining power. Stalin was an ENTJ, an extroverted, intuitive, thinking, and judging mindset. Hitler was diagnosed with schizophrenia on a mission to avenge his childhood years of repressed rage. He suffered from intense feelings of inferiority largely due to the small and almost sickly figure he had in his childhood. Even in power, Hitler suffered from frequent emotional collapses from a guilty conscience and would allow a constant cycle from rage to despair. Hitler had an almost hypnotic presence when he spoke publicly, and that maybe would lead him to be a great public speaker. As a boy, Hitler was overpowered by his father, and his lack of control in these situations stimulated something within him. He was fueled by revenge and resentment due to his childhood and upbringing. We could also be defined as a person whose personality included pathological narcissism. He had a ravenous hunger for power, and he decided to pursue it through politics. He also suffered from severe anxiety and destructive behavior was used as a defense mechanism. He also suffered from insomnia and had a personal physician who helped him with these things with various medications which were highly unorthodox. In his later years, Hitler manifested neurosis, which likely was caused by PTSD from all his years of leading and even years on the warfare. All of these repressed emotions from his childhood fueled his anger and temper later on in life. He could be called a dysdemonic genius, which is a genius that manifests a confounding combination of exceptional creative powers coalesced with equally strong tendencies towards psychopathy, perversity, destructiveness, and evilness, which made Hitler the way he was. Even though he was all of these things, he was a great public speaker who was once again able to control his emotions as Stahler was able to as well. Hitler was actually an INFJ, which was an introverted, intuitive, feeling and judging mental standpoint. We see that both of them, Stalin and Hitler, were driven by anger and power, which came in handy during their rise to power and their reign. We see that both Hitler and Stalin had an extreme temper and so much emotional instability that they were able to control this temper and use it when necessary. Both power-hungry tyrants were extremely emotionally unstable and even to the brink of collapse. In both leaders, we see several similarities for their thirst for power as well as the anger and resentment they held very close to them at all times. In these two cases particularly, we see that their childhood and ways that both of their fathers raised them had a huge effect on the way they looked at life and the way they used power when they were given the opportunity to. And we clearly see that they were fueled by during their reigns as well as how naturally they gifted away they were in leading. Both of their childhoods are a great explanation for why they acted the way they were and shows how prominent parenting is for a child.
From very young ages, we see a lack for leading in public skills, and they were just generally gifted students. This is evident when Stalin got a scholarship for a seminary school, and despite the heinous crimes Hitler committed, he was an amazing artist. With both of them, we see their mental stability get increasingly worse as they age, especially with the paranoia and schizophrenia. Both of them were to be considered schizophrenics, and from my point of view, that played into their downfall as well, because when you aren't able to trust the ones around you, your downfall is inevitable. Both Stalin and Hitler served as very important leaders in their countries, even though their ideologies and actions were so strong and very misled. Their knack for leading and amazing people skills played into their ruling and persuasion of people to blindly follow them. We can learn that taking risks and being a persuasive public speaker are major attributes that are almost required to be a successful leader in almost everything, regardless of politics or business. Well, thank you so much for listening to my podcast, The Composition of a Leader, and feel free to listen to the next podcast, Fairy Tales, where I break down and compare Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk as the leaders of today. See you soon. Thank you.